Hello, welcome to the sixth episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I will interview a manual therapist to get inside their brain and try to understand their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson, and I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and neurokinetic therapy instructor. This podcast is dedicated to helping manual therapists to better incorporate NKT concepts and ideas into their practice. If you are listening and you are not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Neurokinetic therapy was developed by David Weinstock over the past 30 years. David is a body worker from California and and has put together an incredible technique that helps you break down patients' faulty movement patterns by identifying muscle imbalances and determining specifically what muscles aren't firing properly and which muscles are compensating for them. From this information, you can then determine which muscles require manual therapy and which muscles need corrective exercises. By performing the right treatment and corrective exercise program, your patient can change their motor control center and reset their faulty movement patterns. The goal is to stop treating symptoms and start treating causes. With over 1,200 providers all over the world, NKT is becoming very popular. In fact, uh, Dr. Kathy Dooley, one of our instructors, uh, just got back from Australia. Uh, Soon she'll be headed to Israel. Uh, David will be headed out to London. Uh, And we have Quebec and Chile. Uh, I'll be teaching in Denver. And I'm excited to announce that I'll be uh, teaching in Detroit very soon. But we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, You can always check our website, uh, neurokinetictherapy.com, for upcoming courses. If you don't see one in a location near you, feel free to contact us to set up a class. I'd also like to mention that in addition to being an incredible class, the NKT community is absolutely amazing. We have a Facebook page that's available once you take the NKT seminar. Uh, We have study groups all over the country led by advanced practitioners. We offer plenty of mentoring opportunities. Dr. Perry Nicholson has a spree cast that's level specific for providers once you've taken the NKT class. My guest tonight has an incredible anatomy Facebook page. Uh, Thomas Wells, who I've previously interviewed, uh, he has some great tips he posts every day on each of the... uh, on each of the different level pages. Kathy Dooley has her Dooley Noted, which is obviously available to the public, but she always has some great stuff in there, and sometimes she puts some anatomy, angel anatomy posts, which are amazing. I'll be interviewing her on an upcoming podcast. Uh, Once you take uh, an NKT class, you have access to online video library. And we have other practitioners like uh, Brock Easter and Marissa Macias, who I've interviewed as well, that have blogs and um, make some great posts on Facebook as well. I also highly recommend shadowing an advanced practitioner so you can see the technique in action. I know I've had a few people in the past, and I have a couple people lined up that are going to spend some time with me, and I always enjoy uh, that as well. Now, I always appreciate any feedback you might have, so feel free to contact me at CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. Now, before we get to the, the, uh, the guest for the, for the podcast, I'd like to expand on a topic I talked about last week. I mentioned that I read a book, or really listened to a book, called Getting Things Done by David Allen, and it's absolutely helped me organize my life. And one of the biggest takeaways from the book is that it gives you a system to organize things. 
And by having a system, it helps you organize all the open loops you have going on in your life, whether it's paperwork, files that need to be put away, catalogs, studying, taking classes, getting your car's oil changed, buying a present for your kids. Whatever you have going on in your life, these are open loops. And getting things done gives you a system to organize all of these open loops. Thus, it frees your mind so that you can be more present and enjoy life more. And this is exactly what it's done for me. And my wife and kids have even noted this too, recently telling me how much more laid back and relaxed I feel in my life, which is great because I've been the busiest I've ever been, and uh, I'm just trying to keep things straight. And this system has really been phenomenal for me. So I highly recommend that you check that out. But the, my point here, and the reason I even bring this up, is that if you're trying to learn NKT, you really need a system. You can't just do hit or miss, try a couple tests here and there, and see how it goes. I dove headfirst in, and it really made a big difference because I stuck with a system. So here's my system. Maybe it's similar to yours, uh, but it has a few different parts to it. My overall system can be simplified by what Craig Liebenson refers to as the clinical audit process. Basically, it consists of assessing, treating, and reassessing. In NKT, we have another step, which is to challenge to make sure that treatment helps. And I think that's absolutely phenomenal and really makes NKT stand out. For my assessment, the first goal when I see a new patient is to rule out red flags. I do this with a questionnaire and then interviewing my patient. Basically, I'm getting their history. Red flags are things like fractures, cancer, infection, things to that nature. Also, by, by, by doing this process, I can get an idea as to where to look for a problem. So if someone tells me they had a previous surgery with scars or they sprained their ankle a few years ago, these are some clues that kind of give me a direction of where I want to look. Now, once I get a history, then I'll do my physical exam, which among other things include ortho-neuro test, which again, really are there to help rule out red flags, you know, because they're not really going to tell you what to treat. So if you're looking for something like a rotator cuff tear or a disc herniation or, or things that you can't be treating, that's what these tests will be doing. Okay, so they'll kind of figure out um, where you should send the patient after that if it's not for you. Okay, after I do that, that part of the exam, then I'll palpate uh, my patient, uh, specifically the involved area. If they come in with lower back pain, I'll check out all those muscles. Uh, and that will help point me closer uh, to the right direction of where I'm going to look. Okay, so that's that part of the system. After, I implement, after this, I implement another system, and I use a functional exam. Personally, I use the Selective Functional Movement Assessment, the SFMA, but you can use whatever you like, whether it's the Functional Movement Screen, Craig Levinson's Magnificent Seven, or really anything you like. If you make your own system, that's fine, but you should have some kind of system that you can look at your patient. Because again, this really na narrows down the location. Now, after I do the SFMA, that's where NKT comes in, okay? And it's good, especially when you're learning, to have a system depending on which body part you're looking at, okay? So for example, and I talked about this uh, recently in a review class I taught, is if someone comes in with lower back pain, a couple things run through my head. I might check the core first, the transverse abdominis, the rectus abdominis, the multifidus, the psoas, the rectus femoris, both the medial and lateral fibers. I might check for hip compression, look at the glute max, 
the QLs, and then the hip abductors. Those are the big guns that I like to check first. And again, it's good to have this system. That way you can repetitively look at these things on every patient. Now, depending on what palpation revealed, I might check that muscle against each of those key muscles. So, for example, if I palpate someone's QL and I find that that's very hypertonic, that might be an area I might consider. So I might check the QL against each of those muscles I just mentioned before. Now, if I find nothing in those, then I might go to a next layer, and that might include the quadriceps, the hamstrings, the deep six, and the adductors. And again, this is really a general approach, and what you test really depends on the patient's cheek complaint, but this is my general system. I've done this some variation of this since day one, and it's helped me learn tremendously. I've gotten real comfortable with the tests and then real comfortable of what to look for once I find the muscle inhibition. And it, now it's just like a system. The patient comes in, I go through that, and I could find things pretty quickly. And it really helped improve my confidence learning NKT tremendously. So then after I figure out uh, what the issue is, I would treat it, then I would retest it, and then I would challenge it. If everything holds, I would then assign homework to reinforce what we corrected. And that's my system. It's pretty simple, but I use it with every patient on every visit. And by using this so often, you'll be creating a positive habit. And this ha habit will help learn the NKT concepts and protocols. By again, by again, whatever system you use, I recommend you coming up with a system and st sticking with it. Re repetition is key. And as my guest tonight says, practice makes improvement. The more you do it, the better you'll get, without a doubt, and I see that personally. So I hope that helps, and as always, feel free to email me any questions you might have. Now, one thing I love about NKT is there's such a diverse group of practitioners using this technique. Chiropractors, physical therapists, medical doctors, osteopaths, uh, massage therapists, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, kettlebell instructors, yoga instructors, Pilates instructors. I mean, it's pretty amazing the spread we have because really NKT really complements any technique you have. It pretty much can fit into anything. It's a, it's a, it's a system of an ass, uh, assessment, but it's also a way of looking at things. Now, um, each practitioner of these brings in such an incredible knowledge base to the technique, and as such, each person has a somewhat unique approach to how they treat their patients. And again, once you've taken the class, you can find some of these people on the NKT Scholars Facebook page. Uh, the Scholars page is a private page for all students that have taken Level 1, and as a result of this page, there's some incredible teaching and collaboration going on every day. In fact, many NKT providers on the page I have on my list to interview for this podcast. I have a great list. I'll talk to you a little bit at the end about who's lined up for the future. But the reason I really created this podcast, again, is to help NKT providers learn the concepts and protocols. Because the reality is there's a lot of information. And when you take the class, there's a good chance that your paradigm is going to be shifted. And as such, you come away kind of like... I don't know, floating on a cloud. You're like, what just happened to me? That was just some unbelievable stuff. I saw some amazing things, but I really don't know uh, how to implement this stuff. And that's what the Scholars page can help you do. It can really help answer a lot of your questions. And again, that's why we have study groups, and that's why we offer 
Skype sessions and mentorship because we want you to be successful. You just need to reach out and shoot a message. I'm always answering messages, and I enjoy it. I don't care what the question is. I enjoy it, and I know the people I've talked to on my podcast and a lot of other practitioners enjoy helping people because helping you helps us learn more as well. So please reach out. There's no need to have any fear. We've all been there. Believe me, we all came away from level one going, what the hell just happened? So, you know, with some time, you can digest it and, um, and really take your, level, uh, your understanding to the next level. Now, I've gotten some great feedback, and I've thoroughly enjoyed my first five podcasts. Uh, you can check them out on my podcast page, uh, Inside the Brain Of. Uh, I interviewed Thomas Wells, Perry Nicholson, Mar- Marissa Macias, Joel Crandall, and last week with Joseph Schwartz. Make sure you check these out because each of them has some great nuggets of information in there. And again, if you have any feedback or guests, you f- feel free to contact me on my Facebook page or through my email, as I gave you before. Now, I'm sure uh, you're excited to hear of my guest tonight. He's the incre- an incredible practitioner from Michigan. And if you've, paying att- if you've been paying attention lately, you see he's been, been doing some incredibly inspiring work. He has a great Facebook page called Synergy Functional Anatomy, and the other day he posted an incredibly inspiring post on the NKT Scholars page. So I'm very excited tonight to get inside the brain of Sean Kitzman. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm well, Eric. How are you? Oh, I am doing doing well, doing well, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm pretty sure everyone is going to be excited to hear your viewpoint on on patient or client management and especially how you integrate NKT into your work. But before we dive into it, I'd really like to talk about your post the other day. In fact, I'm going to read the last paragraph right now um, because it was such an amazing post and it really, um, you know, touched a lot of people. So the last paragraph says, I often remind myself it is all just practice and if I'm going to get by my inhibited NKT skills is more practice and asking questions. Thought I'd share, as I know there are others that struggle with confidence, especially in the beginning. Man, that was simply amazing, and I know you got so much great feedback on it, and a lot of people feel exactly the same way. I know I feel the same way sometimes myself. So just where did that post come from? What, what, what made you, you know, put that out there? Well, I had a client on Tuesday um, I, I've seen him twice, and I just can't solve what he comes in with. And, you know, now I've gotten to the point where, you know, a pretty high percentage of my clients that come in are, are you know, I'm able to solve the problems that they have or were able to solve the problems that, that, that they have. And I remember in the beginning, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, there was so much material. And, um it really reminded me of going back to my early martial arts training when there was just like this, it was like drinking from a fire hose. And um, when when I hosted David um, and we were on the way to the, from the airport to, to the event, it was kind of funny. We were talking back and forth and um, he was talking about how, you know, he didn't want David Weinstock clones. And it made me think of uh, one of my martial arts instructors and mentors, Dan Asano. Dan Asana was Bruce Lee's best friend, and, um, you know, Guru Dan is 78 years old now and still training, um, and it, it, it always, he, the thing with Guru Dan is, is that he's, he's kind of taking this mindset of forever a white belt or forever a beginner, and that's the thing that I heard with David, 
And I see so many amazing things on the scholars page. And I remember when I first got on, and there was only 120 people or 110 people when I got on. And now we have, what, close to almost 1,300 people on the scholars page. And I remember when I first got on, and I was so amazed at watching what everybody did. And I thought, God, is anybody else having problems here? So every once in a while when I'm feeling kind of like, oh, man, I, I just can't get to the bottom of this. I'm kind of feeling down about it. Um, I like to kind of pop in and post on the page because I know there's other people. I've had people reach out to me um, when I've TA'd classes and stuff like that that, you know, they, they, they just don't know where to begin. They don't know what side is up. So that's kind of where that came from. And, and my powerlifting coach when I was in high school, he drilled, this, he drilled the practice makes improvement uh, saying into our head. That's not my saying. That's my, that was my powerlifting coach's saying. And he, if you said practice makes perfect, he would go absolutely – kind of bananas for him, but, you know, his practice makes improvement, and that was one of those things that I've always kind of kept with me and really helped me out a lot in my beginning with NKT. Yeah, well, like I said, man, it was absolutely inspiring, and, and I love hearing that and seeing that because, you know, I'm pretty sensitive as well to what's going on uh, in the classes. I've assisted a bunch of classes, and before I taught my first class, I talked to people. I was talking to, in fact, I was talking to people that were taking a class at the time. They were sending me messages and just trying to get a feel of what students think about the class, you know, because, again, some people get it right off the bat. Two seconds, boom, they get it. It's exactly what they were looking for, and everything makes sense. And then there's other people that come away and have no clue what's going on, yet they know that this work is what they want to do. So, yeah, you get a lot of jumbled people out there. And, um, you know, I think the Scholars page is, is, is a wonderful format for people to learn. And that's, you know, we had a little going back and forth the other day, but, you know, sometimes people post advanced questions on the, on that page and, you know, the reality is, uh, you know, it's not that we're trying to hard sell you on level two. It's that people are just trying to learn the basics. You can't be talking about, you know, more advanced concepts because they don't even have the basics. So I, I think that's very important to get across is that page is really for people to try to learn. But anyways, okay, excellent. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. So, um, all right, well, let's start with your background. Um, you know, you're a massage therapist. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Where did you go to school? Why don't you give me some of that information? <laughs> I, I went to school in, uh, I began school in 1997. I went to a massage therapy school here in Michigan. Uh, it's called Health Enrichment Center. Um, and I was in my early 20s. Um, I, grew, I grew up in a pretty conservative town. So um, back in 97, if you were a guy in his early 20s practicing massage, you got one or two responses. Um, you're either a weirdo or come work on me for free. Um, and that was kind of the only two things that I got. And of course, you know, breaking into the massage therapy industry is really easy, right? I mean, you just throw your, sh you know, your shingle up and everybody comes and flocks and gets on your, t on your table and pays you a lot of money. Um, so I actually didn't do anything with, with my practice for like a year and a half to two years. Um, after I got out of school, I would work on some people, some friends and family, but uh, like I would have jobs like I landscape for three summers. So if I ever if if I ever have a day in the office that's bad, which is never, but if I ever did have a day, um, all I have to do is reflect back to being out in the sun at 95 degrees with 100% relative humidity. And in Michigan, we have a lot of clay and we have a lot of wet clay because we have a lot of lakes. So digging in wet clay, if I ever if if there is such a thing as hell and I have the misfortune of going there, that will be my punishment: is digging in three feet of wet clay. So if I ever have an issue with, with a day in the office, which, like I said, I never do, 
so I, I kind of, you know, was kicked around for a couple couple years, and um, I saw uh, an ad in a in the the local newspaper for a um, a chiropractor was hiring a massage therapist. <laughs> so I went in, and I, I I applied, and he hired me right on the spot. Um, I worked for him for about nine months, and um, I did about 36 hours of work a week. It was pre- and post-adjustment massage. Um, I got about 20 minutes in, in, in uh, either before and after uh, he adjusted. It was an amazing experience because I got a lot of kind of clinical experience working with all different types of people. Um, in the time, I met a lady who I apprenticed with for three years. Uh, the massage therapy school that I went to, the year after I graduated, um, picked up a internship with the Detroit Lions. Um, and she, uh, Carol, the lady that I apprenticed with, she, um, she took their advanced class and then she actually, uh, she took their accelerated program, went on to their advanced class, and, um, in, in that time wound up working with a couple guys, a couple of Lions privately. Um, once I found out that she was working with some of the Lions, um, I was very interested, not so much that she worked with lions, well, that would be cool, but here's a lady who's doing something that I want to do, uh, which was work with athletes. I, that was kind of my goal when I got out of school was to work with athletes. So I worked with her for, I tried with her for about three years, and then um, my ex-wife, who happened to be my business partner later on, and I decided to leave her practice and start her own practices. We had our practice from 2003 to 2008. Uh, 2008, I opened up my own practice. Um, and around 2008, I started traveling with the nationally competitive youth, uh, youth boys soccer team. Um, the team that I traveled with, was uh, we, they went to nationals five years in a row and won nationals once. I got to go to nationals three years with them, and I would travel to, some, to the regional tournaments, and I would travel with them uh, to another tournament, a big, big tournament that they had where um, it was, uh, they played all like top-tier nationally uh, competitive teams. So that really got me started with a lot of youth athletes. And from about 2008 on, I slowly started to kind of retool my practice. So I'm, I work with a lot of athletic people now. That's awesome. That is really, that's, that's great. Now, so what, why athlete, athletes? What interests you about that? Are you an athlete? What, what did you do? What did you do? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, what do I think I do? Actually, I don't think I do much of anything. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty, um, I'm an avid martial artist, uh, you know, I began training in 1992. Uh, from 94 to about, uh, well, to currently, I've, I've studied uh, the art that Bruce Lee developed, Jeet Kune Do, and Filipino martial arts. And um, my current obsession now is Jiu-Jitsu. I've been practicing that for about three years, um, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, intensely. Um, but you know, I, I look at the landscape of of I've met people. The, the cool thing about the martial arts community I, I trained in was a lot like the NKT community. Uh, the art that Bruce Lee developed, Jeet Kune Do, is really a concept-based art, as is NKT. And you often get a lot of people um, that come into the, to the art after they've gotten their black belts, and they start to train this art. So um, when I saw NKT right away, I saw, oh, wow, this is, there's a methodology here, but it's really concept-based. So, um, so I, you know, I trained um, you know, martial arts forever. Um, and I, I, when my wife and I started dating, I, I kind of joked, uh, I, I know three things really well, uh, massage and conditioning, um, martial arts and Yankees baseball. And that's really about, that's about, uh, that's my wheelhouse. If it goes outside of that, I don't really know that I can talk much, but it'll, it'll all eventually get back to that somewhere. Right. Um, 
so uh so yeah i mean i i'm gonna start doing some uh mountain bike races this year uh i competitively powerlifted from 1993 to 1999 um i've uh toyed around with kettlebell since 2007 um i worked with uh a couple guys here locally in um, one of them being Ken Blackburn. Ken Blackburn is Steve Cotter's uh, uh, friend and, and I, I think business partner, but I, Ken does a lot of organization for Steve's uh, kettlebell group, the uh, IKSF. So that's kind of my, you know, my, my the Reader's Digest uh, minor Sean Athletic Foundation that I have. Nice. Now, do you train other people at all or no? Like with your with the kettlebells or weights at all or no? Yeah, I I have. I've um uh, for a while I was doing that. I I, I was tr- I was doing a, a conditioning class um that was primarily uh you know what I consider to be foundational kettlebell exercises and swing and Turkish get up first. Really kind of following what Pavel did in the uh, enter the kettlebell. I thought that that was really well outlined. Um, in that you know if you're gonna snatch. Um, you need to have uh, some sort of some sort of posterior chain strength, and you you so the swing is kind of a must. I mean, there's, you can't snatch without a swing. If you're going to clean and press or or you know long cycle as they call it in kettlebell sport, um, again you can't do any of those movements without some sort of swing repetitively. And then uh, the Turkish get up um, I think is vitally important as well because it builds all that shoulder stability and you get the rotational patterns in there that you don't get with you know, kind of that sagittal plane movement of the of the swing. Um, so, and then you know, from there I would do I would do snatches and and we would do clean and press. Uh, I, from 2008 to 2011, I think I did the uh, I did uh, kettlebell conditioning or or conditioning for the uh, local uh, high school lacrosse team here. Um, one of my clients happens to be the director of that program, and so. I did some stuff with them, and really all of that work was based on let's get the boys to play injury-free. And the three seasons that I did conditioning for them, um, they didn't have a repetitive use injury. Uh, They had a couple collision injuries where, you know, one kid uh, tore a hamstring, another kid uh, injured a meniscus. So they had some impact injury hamstrings, but they didn't have your normal, you know, repetitive use injuries that they would normally get. So, um so yeah, we've I, I had done quite a bit of that for a while as well. So now, what is your when you're with a, a client? What does that consist of now? What does your visits look like? Well, it it really depends on what they're coming in with. Um, uh, you know, if they if I do kind of similar to what you do. Um, I don't have all the the fantastic names to throw in what I I do. I just kind of picked it up on accident. Um. In that Liebenson and all the rest of that stuff, I, you know, I, uh, one of the, one of the, you know, the problems with being here in Michigan and a massage therapist is sometimes you don't get access to some of those really dynamic names that, that you kind of threw out there and, you know, Perry's trained with a lot of great people. So, um, I, I kind of pick and choose stuff. You know, we go through, I go through a very similar thing. We, we have a little bit of an interview. Um, uh, I watch them move. I have them tell me what movements hurt them. I may put them through my, you know, kind of hack version of the FMS. Um, you know, we may do some single leg stance. Um, you know, uh, and actually the movement that, that causes them pain or that's causing them dysfunction is really one of the primary screens that I use um, in the, tre- in, you know, in, in, in working with them. And then, I, you know, I, uh, depending on what, they're, what they have going on, um, I may have them started standing or seated or laying down. Um, you know, kind of some of that is up to their choice as well. Uh, then, then we do some work. 
and mostly because I work with athletes now, I want to go back and retest that work with not only using some relational compensation like you said earlier on, but also, okay, let's redo the movement. Once we redo the movement, does it enter, do we have dysfunction come back into the system again? So I'll have them do the movement, and then I'll have them go back to the test that, that we just did. Let's say, you know, they have a, uh, an inhibited glute max, and uh, they have issues squatting, we'll say. Well, let's lay you back on the table, test that glute max again, and see what happens. Does it, does it blow out the glute max, or, or does that hold? If it holds, then we, then we move on to what I would feel through palpation and, and watching them move, um, you know, what I feel was the, is the next appropriate test for them to do. I used to test a bunch when I started out, but, uh, you know, I, 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 upon listening to and talking to that, uh, the first genius that you, that you had on here, Thomas Wells, um, a lot of that palpation stuff that he talked about, and that got me back to a lot of my massage therapy roots, right, with palpation. Um, and and I, I recently took an ortho assessment class too, so sometimes I'll use some of that ortho assessment in in some of my assessment as well. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a very thorough approach, and yeah, very similar to to, to what I'm doing as well. And that's what I think such an exciting thing about NKT is you could see a faulty movement, and then you can test them. And even though there's, you know, we show the tests in the book and we call them muscle names, you know, the reality is we're testing movement, we're testing patterns. So with that concept, you can basically make up an NKT test and, you know, as you said, put them in the position of dysfunction and even test them in there and get it just the possibilities, I think, are, are, are limitless and, and pretty exciting stuff there. So excellent. Well, I, I love that. And that's great. And I'm sure you're, you're getting wonderful results. Um, so let's move on and talk a little bit about your anatomy page, the Synergy Functional Anatomy Facebook page. If you're not following this page, you, you, you need to follow this page. He has over 500 likes on it, and he just makes some, some, some great posts. So what inspired you to make this page? <laughs> That's a really funny thing. So one of my mentors in martial arts, uh, um, I had a small martial arts school for a period of time, and, and I was trying to get that thing off the ground, and I stumbled across this guy who has been really super inspirational to me and helped me a ton actually in my, in my massage therapy business, weirdly enough. His name is Tom Callis. And uh, Tom has a thing where he wants um, you to take on either small or big projects, but the big thing is he wants the repetition of it, like you were saying in the beginning. And you take on these projects for no other reason than re- the repetition of a process or the repetition of a project. And um, I, I, after taking level two in October, uh, I, I really felt like I needed to get my anatomy game on more. I mean, I really felt like I needed to get the, my understanding of the muscles and, and, and how they moved so much better. So actually, um, I, I actually posed it as a, as a, uh, as a project for the, on the scholars page, not even thinking about bring, making up a page. Um, just as a, hey, look, I've been doing this and I've had, I've had people kind of grab onto this and, really say nice things about the posts and share it. So what a cool thing would this, this would be for us as a group, as, a, as, as an NKT group, for us individually to start going out and like taking anatomy and doing posts on it and what you're finding in your practice. And I got like, I'm not kidding you, within 24 hours I got, uh, on my post, I probably got seven to ten comments of how good my first post was and um, they wanted me to start a page. And all the while I'm thinking, I don't want to start a page. I don't want to do all this work. All, all I was just merely suggesting is that we do this as a group. 
And so I discussed it over with my much wiser wife, and um, she said, well, why don't you do that page thing, you know, and see what happens. And so in, I started in December, and I think, we've, I think I've got 525 likes on it since December. I haven't paid a dime for the advertising. Nice. Um, it's all been organic. So that's, that's how it started out was really just me um, wanting to really understand the body better so I could better understand it to clients. And and sometimes I use it as a point of reference for clients too. Yes, that's a great idea. That's that that's a good point on that. Yes, and I I love it. I mean, it's great. And you're right. I like to share those posts as well, so that way people can see. And you don't get too technical. You bring up some things, and then you kind of spark some interest. And 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 you know, hopefully these people that read it reach out to to either you or to someone local to them and look for an NKT uh, provider near them. It, what an awesome idea. Um, and it's just, it is, it's a great thing. And it's funny because I do remember when you made that at post asking, hey, let's all do this. And I remember we're all like, yeah, great idea. <laughs> Knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I had recently probably one of, I, the, the biggest success that I could possibly have on the page was uh, um, I had one of the uh, the, uh, the NKT practitioners uh, down in Texas reach out to me and tell me that she got a client from one of my posts. And that to me was worth more than anything else that I'd done on the whole thing was that um, I inspired someone or the post inspired someone to look at one of their problems and actually seek out someone in their area. And, and I, that was just, that was really cool to me. I mean, that was, that was, like I said, worth more than anything that I've done yet. So yeah, it's, it, it was pretty that, cool. That is pretty, that is pretty amazing. And you know what you, you definitely just inspired me to make sure make sure I definitely share every post that you put out there. So thank, oh, you, thank you for for putting that out there because yes, I am without a doubt going to do that. And you know that that's a good point too. Is is you know in the past um, if a patient moved somewhere, uh, you know I would kind of look at the active release technique you know, who yeah. the local provider is, and that's kind of who I would send it to because I knew at the least what ART is. But now that mm -hmm. I know NKT, um, you know, that's my number one go-to. And it, sure. we've, we've, there's such an awesome, awesome network of people, and I don't care what profession they are. If there's an NKT person near them where they're going to be, that's who I recommend them to. And um, pretty cool thing, actually, the other day is uh, I shared uh, David's post. I forget what muscle it was, if it was the Poplidius or something, and my <laughs> – my next door neighbor from when I grew up, um, huh. I'm I'm friends with his his mom on Facebook, <laughs> and she made a post about she's like, oh, I wonder, you know, if this can help me, and I know she's down in North Carolina. I didn't know the exact sure. where place, so I reached out to um to some people down there, and and Brian Strump and Matt Hargreaves um. They and Chris, um, they, 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 you know, we kind of figured out who was the closest, and she just went to mm -hmm. Matt um, on Tuesday, and it, it, it's pretty, ama pretty, pretty amazing how powerful it is to be able to refer to someone who who is talking the same language. So that's well, awesome. you know, that was, uh, the, I mean, the, I think that's really one of the ways that we initially kind of made contact, right? Yeah. I referred a very good friend of mine over to you. And he's in New Jersey, and, and you know, um, I looked at a number of people in that area, but we had had a little communication before, and, and, and once I sent him over to you, I mean, I, I was like, look, you've got to go see this guy. And, and I could speak with such confidence because 
you're a fellow NKT practitioner. I see you post on the scholars page. And, you know, I, I, I have an idea of what your work is going to be like. And, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's awesome that we can do that. Yeah, it's amazing, and I do thank you so much for referring him in. I saw him too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, good guy. He's a really good guy. So uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge part of this. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, well, we're talking about your page here, and um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of these things here because, again, you know, we do want to uh, give some information to some, some new practitioners here. So let's talk maybe about a muscle or two or three. Um, let's talk about the psoas. Why don't you tell me, um, you know, this, that was your first post. Well, what I've learned since then is that, uh, is, is that the, the psoas can be both inhibited and facilitated, you know, depending on the relationship. But the psoas was my first one was because I, I suffered back spasms from about, 2000, from about 2005 to 2009. And uh, <clears throat> I had a lot of great people that worked on me, but I could never seem to get over the hump. And when I took NKT... That was the realization of, oh, my gosh, this is why. Because they would release my psoas, but my psoas was most likely inhibited. So it would feel great when I was on the table, but when I would get up, all of my stability was gone. So, um, you know, my first post was on the psoas because I had worked a lot with it. And uh, I I have a client that uh, rides equestrian for a college, and – you know, she obviously sitting on horses um, has a lot of psoas interaction and involvement going on. And uh, I would release her psoas like crazy, and we could never really figure it out. And then after I took NKT, she, I took NKT in late September. She came home on winter break in, in, uh, in December, early December, and she was like, oh, I've been rolling my psoas out on a lacrosse ball and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at her and I said, I am so sorry I've done this to you. <laughs> um, let, let's test this thing and make sure that, that it is indeed facilitated. It is indeed part of the problem. And what I found was, is I found that it wasn't part of the problem. It was inhibited. And um, she had had a, a, a back injury, and, and we actually found um, some of her uh, paraspinals around that back injury as the facilitator. And once we did that, um, uh, once we did that, it was amazing. Like in the short period of time that she had, uh, you know, that I worked on her, it, it improved her a ton. So uh, the psoas was the first, the, the first post because, um, you know, you, you always see, you often see so much about the psoas and release it and do all the rest of the stuff. So I kind of wanted to throw it out there to say, hey, look, before you release this thing, you should probably know something about it. Is it the problem or is it, is it, is it the source of the problem, meaning is it causing pain, or is it actually the, a part of the problem, but releasing it isn't going to take care of the problem? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because that is, for me, that was one of the first things that really helped me grasp um, what NKT is. When I, when I took level one and David was talking about that, I looked at him like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah, that was, that was one of my smack-my-head moments there. That was like the first thing that I went, holy crap, I, I, I can't believe that I've been doing this. I mean, and I had released a lot of psoases. I worked with all those soccer boys, but I had a couple people that I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. And when I released the psoas, it made it worse, and I didn't understand why. So what did I do, of course, with my infinite wisdom? Just release the psoas more. But it didn't help any. 
Exactly, and you know, and I've been that exact person myself, and I think most yeah. of us have. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, all right, well, let's go to number two, which happens to be one of my absolute favorite muscles of all time, which is the popliteus. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was that was number eighteen in the in the in the poster. In case people are looking for it on his page, um, tell me about the popliteus. Well, when I initially what I found with the popliteus was again working with my soccer clients, quite a few of them had had uh, um diagnosed, and of course I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. I didn't sleep in a Holiday Inn Express. I can neither confirm nor deny that diagnosis. All I know is that when, when before I took NKT, when I released the popliteus, it helped that that pain that they had in the front of the knee out a ton, and so. I was feeling like, you know, Superman. I was like, yeah, bring it on. I'll see it. And then, of course, I got the one client that came in, and I could not figure out that knee for the life of me. Again, I didn't understand that, that Popolidius. Sure, it was, it, was, it was active, and it was doing a lot of work for other – it was doing a lot of work on the knee. I just didn't know what it was doing in the knee. And, and, and the pop itself is such an intricate uh, uh, muscle. You know, it does internal rotation of the tib. It does external rotation of the femur. Um, you know, it, it, it helps to bring the knee out uh, in, in position of full extension. There's so much stuff that it does. Um, for me personally, I have a, a, a medial <laughs> bucket handle tear in my meniscus on my left knee um, that flared up last year. And uh, in the last about six months, I've really made a lot of headway in it. Uh, with it, and a lot of it has has come from. If you look on on my post, uh, number five, it helps withdraw the lateral meniscus during knee flexion. Well, it's not the lateral meniscus per se that I have an issue with, but once I released it, and we started to address the relationships with the pop between my my knee and my ankle, and my knee and my hip. Man, I'm telling you what, my knee, a lot of that knee pain cleared up a ton. And that client that I had that I was beating my head against the wall until I took MKT, and I really started to understand the pop. Um, I had her come back in. She had a flare-up of the of of that knee pain, and we were able to really help her out a lot. And she's a she's a, a, a high school soccer player that plays on a nationally competitive team, and so she's playing for a college scholarship. She can't miss she can't miss time, right? Um, so so the the pop is is really an amazing muscle once once people really start to understand it. Without a doubt, I mean, it's amazing how many people with knee issues the popliteus is is involved. It's crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. I don't know how. And you look like you look like a genius, right? Oh, you poke God. around on the back of the knee, and they go ow, and then they get up and they can squat. Yeah, you know? you know, this is one of those. You know, sometimes people get a little turned off to NKT when they see these case managements posted, and they see, oh, I did this and that, and the patient got better. You know, well, right. the reality is. Most cases don't get better in one visit. No, sir. Although, yeah. the better you get, the less visits it takes. That sure. being said, there are some muscles and some findings that you get immediate relief. And the popliteus is one of those that not every time, but a lot of the times, I release the popliteus, you know, for let's say it's compensating for the glute max, and bam, the person gets up off the table. They could move their knee fully. They could squat perfectly. It's yep. one of those miracle muscles, and I, that's yep. one of the reasons I love it. You know, people come in with knee pain, and I'm excited. Bring it on. You know, let's see yeah, what's right. going on. And, you know, and that's a big thing, you know, especially nowadays with all the 
evidence-based talk out there is that tissue damage uh, doesn't necessarily equal pain. So you get people like yourself who have meniscus tears. Well, who cares? I mean, that doesn't necessarily, you don't have anything. You don't have to have pain. Maybe there's another reason. And a lot of times it is that popliteus involved, and it's very easy to check that in relationship to the other things. And those points, those, those actions that you highlight is such an important point because you can check each of those, you know, ranges of motion, not just each of those range of motion, but each of the muscles that are associated with that sure. range of motion in relation to the popliteus. And that's really what takes your game to the next level with MKT. So awesome. And, and that's, and that's, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do all these anatomy posts, because just what you're saying, how am I able to use the relationship compensation that we use in level one? And of course, you know, you really start to set in in level two, and I have no idea what kind of magic they do with it in level three. But, but you know, that is a really big component to to the post is that I wanted to really see why I should be using relational compensation the way that I think that I should be using it and the way that I see people using it. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. It, it is. It's amazing. So that's great stuff. And, again, another reason that I'm going to be sharing your post with everyone. (laughs) So, excellent. All right. Well, let's go to muscle number three that we wanted to talk about tonight, and that's the sartorius, which is your latest post. So tell me about the sartorius and what made you um, think about that. Well, your last guest, Joseph Schwartz, helped me out with this a lot. Um, Joseph was the teaching assistant in Michigan when David came. And uh, Joseph and I, we connected right away because he got off the plane. He was coming in from Austin. David was coming in from, from Northern California. They're from the San Francisco area. So he got off the plane about 10 minutes before David did. And I sat down, and jo- Joseph was wearing a Spartan Race T-shirt. And I was like, dude, Spartan Race, that's a pretty legit race. He goes, yeah, I just did one a couple weeks ago. So I started asking about his pra- practice. And, like, within literally five minutes, we, you know, you know connect the dots. And um, uh, my friend Bob Budai who um, who I've introduced to you, uh, he and Joseph know each other from training through Scott Bonnet. So I had a client who who later I've, I've, I suspected had a label there, but I was dealing with some hip compression stuff with her. And um, Joseph, we were looking at it, and I was looking at the pectineus, I was looking at all the rest of the stuff, and Joseph says, did you check the sartorius? And I said, well, no, I didn't check the sartorius. I've never seen the I'm thinking to myself, I don't really see the sartorius much on the scholars page. Um, Even when I tested it, I I really haven't gotten much to do with it. And um, so, you know, it's uh, the sartorius, it it, it doesn't, it's not a prime mover for much, but it's a synergist to the psoas, it's a synergist to the piriformis, it's a synergist to the glute med, um, and and it's also a functional opposite to the glute max uh, and, and the adductors and hip adduction. But what I found with, with, uh, um, when, when someone has hip compression and they're, then they have, um, post, uh, I'm sorry, anterior castle pain, man, if I go to that, if I go to that, that sartorius and, and I start to kind of, uh, palpate around in there to try and find a tender spot or maybe a trigger point in there and I teal on that trigger point, that hip compression, not only do I get a good lock at it, but the pain goes away. Um, when I do some of the the, the uh, ortho uh, range of motion assessments, all of a sudden now I'm getting you know 10 to 15 degrees more internal rotation. I mean it's just, it, it's one of those muscles that I didn't know enough about, 
like a lot of the muscles that I really thought I knew something about, but until I took NKT, I really didn't know anything about. And Joseph helped me out a lot with that. And I've used, I, 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 the other day, I, I had a client come in who um, was seen by a guy who was on staff for one of the local sports teams. Um, he's not on staff any longer, but, but, you know, this guy's obviously dealt with a lot of injuries. This guy comes in, um, and the, the, my client said, you know, the, the chiropractor pulled my hip out, and it made a pop, and it felt better than it's felt in, like, four years. And I thought, oh, fantastic. This is hip compression. And it was the, really the first case of hip, hip compression that I had to manage on my own, and the sartorius was a really big piece of it. That's awesome, yeah. Well, I've definitely been looking at that a lot since I've read your post. And uh, I did find it actually the other day in one of my patients that has a chronic uh, hip compressed hip. So that was awesome. So uh, thank you for that tidbit of information because that helped me. And um, again, that's you know, <laughs> that's why you know I you know I teach NKT, but I'm constantly learning. And even when people on the scholars page that are just starting post some things, there's some good information to learn there. <laughs> you know, I'm, well, I, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> The cool thing about it is, is, that, is we have such a diverse background. I mean, you know, it's 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 amazing to to talk to just the different people. I mean, you know, and it's amazing. It, you don't get to NKT because you can fog a mirror. And like I like to say with with some of my fellow massage therapists, you love to spread lotion and you're done, right? You know, if you're a chiropractor and you get to NKT, most of the time you're not on the pop and pray method. You know, let's just pop and pray. It works. You know, you're you're really you're really vested and interested in your in your client patients, you know, well being, and you want to figure out that the, what they have going on. So a lot of people come in with all this amazing background before they even get to NKT. So why would you not want to learn from them? Exactly, Amen. I mean, I'm on a uh, quest for knowledge, and um, the, this community has just been phenomenal, and I, I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm excited to meet uh, some people in person. Uh, so I'm excited to meet you in person when I come and teach the uh, the Detroit seminar. Uh, that'll be yeah. great. We should be putting that out on the page soon. But um, um, very excited about that. It's taken a little while to get it going, but I, I think we're going to fill it up pretty pretty good here. So um, I know you have a bunch of people. Where exactly are we having the seminar at again? Um, it's going to be in uh, in a suburb of Detroit, um, not in Detroit. So let me clarify that. You don't have to bring you don't have to bring a flak jacket. Um, it's it's going to be about uh, about 30 minutes west of Detroit um, in a little suburb called Novi, um, and uh, my buddy Bob Buda, Budai, um, who's a board specialized physical therapist, and um, if it's outside the box of PT, Bob has done it. He's trained with Scott Sonnen. He was with RKC when RKC was just early on when when Cotter and Mike uh, Mahler and all of those guys were still around, um, uh, and obviously Pavel was still there. Um, you know, when Connor left and started the IKFF, Bob's on the board there. I mean, Bob, he's just—he did Bulgarian bags. I mean, if it's—if it's—if it's cool, Bob's done it five years ahead of what, before it was cool. So, um, but he has—he has a gym. He has a functional strength training gym that we're going to host it at there. Awesome! I am—I'm I'm very excited uh, about that. So, um, let's talk briefly before we wrap up here. Um, I'm always interested in some interesting cases. Uh, tell me mm-hmm. about something um, you found, I don't know, today, this week, something that you thought was pretty interesting. Well, I, yeah. Um, so we'll use a client that I had today. Um, uh, so I've been recently getting in clients um, 
that are not coming in for pain, they're coming in for performance enhancement. And uh, with my powerlifting background, it's taken me a while to get some of, the, some of my old powerlifting buddies into my practice because they just think it's massage. But once they get in and they kind of see what it, what it is, that's another reason that I really like to work with athletes. Most of the time, athletes, if, once you start to make difference for them, they get it. Um, I don't have to explain it to them over and over again or, or talk to them and, you know, they don't really care. Does it make me better? And does it make me perform better? Yes, okay, I'm down with it. So um, so I had a powerlifter come in today. Uh, a couple weeks ago, she came in and was struggling with her conventional deadlift. And so we did some backline testing with her standing, um, and we found uh, some inhibition there. And um, we, uh, you know, we, we put her through the testing. Um, she went uh, uh, back to the gym. And she's also they, uh, my buddy in, in this in this uh, this client that I'm speaking of. They have a crossfit gym, and so they did 14.2, which was uh, you know deadlift, box jump, deadlift, box jump, deadlift, box jump. And at 135, she felt like she was it was just really slow coming off the ground. And at 185, she felt it was you know it was pretty slow coming off the ground before she came in. So she came in on a Thursday. The following t- Tuesday, they did 14.2. Um, uh, what did she say? She did like 22 uh, reps at 185, and she said, "There's no way that I could have even possibly gotten that." She said, "The problem is, though, is that my conventional deadlift has gotten so good, my sumo deadlift is starting to lag now." And so I said, "Well, let's just do the same thing. Let's have you stand up, did some, did some, you know, test in her backline, found her right soleus um, as as the culprit, uh, cleared that." Had her grab a whole, had her actually perform the movement, unloaded first. We had to clear that out a couple times. Had her uh, grab a hold of a 35 pound or a, a 16k kettlebell. Had her, you know, sumo deadlift that to see what just a little bit of weight would do to to the work and into her nervous system. Had to clear that a bit. Had her go out and do 135, and then late, and then 185, 185. We didn't even have to clear by the time we got to it. So. Um, some of the cool stuff is actually having people come in now for performance enhancement because now they're starting to see that, oh, man, I just need to go in and see what's not firing. So so that's been really, really super fun. Yeah. That is awesome. And I, I always tell people that, too. That's my favorite <laughs> thing about NKT because I had a similar case recently where a guy came to me because he couldn't get kettlebell up for a press on his uh, right side. His left side, no problem at all. And, um, you know, he's been working on this for weeks with his trainer, couldn't figure it out, couldn't get it going. Within, like, 30 seconds, I saw that his lat and his obliques weren't working. I think maybe pec sure. trainer was compensating. I fixed that. I had him grab the kettlebell, 35-pound kettlebell, and boom, he put it right up in one second. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, get that that's so much there. fun. It is good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, excellent, excellent, cool. Yeah, I had a cool case today. Um, one of my CrossFitters was having problems with her shoulder, um, and all her right shoulder, and then also her left wrist. She said out of nowhere was was bothering her, and she was lifting. Um, I, I I forget what her workout was, but whatever it was, her right shoulder and her left wrist were bothering her. So I was checking her out. The only thing I found in her right um, shoulder was her lat wasn't functioning. Um, no real surprise there, uh, but I, you know, it took me a couple minutes, and I, I couldn't figure out 
what was going on and and nothing conventionally was working and then i remembered oh yeah she has this left wrist pain so then i had her <laughs> clench her fist and wouldn't you know it boom lat turn right back on it was it was, yes, it was pretty amazing stuff so that was a cool case that i had today so sure. excellent well um you know how about um what are you have any other classes that you're taking in the in the upcoming future Oh my gosh! I, I uh, upon talking to Thomas, um, he gave me and it, 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 you know everything to me draws back to martial arts at some point in time, just because that's the way that my small little brain works. And so um, with Thomas, he he talked about and he talked about it a bit on your podcast as well. You know how he has kind of taken a course for each kind of subsystem or um, each modality. And so um, this year, I've already taken that ortho assessment class. I've taken uh, restorative breathing. I'm probably going to revisit that one again, um, just because I want to. I want to understand it a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I want to take. Uh, um, there's a, uh, a a palpation class that I want to take. I mean, I've got like the next five to seven years. I've got it laid out of <laughs> of kind of things that I want to take. I'm, I want to take ART next year. Um, and, you know, kind of jump into that wormhole a bit. Um, because now now I see, well, look, I mean, there's so many things now that I can access that I could not do before. And also, NKT gives me a reason as to why to do it. Yes, 100%. It makes sense. And that's why for me, in my background, again, is I've been doing ART for 14 years. I've been doing right. rehab for 20 years. And I never had a system to put it together. And NKT, right. for me, within five minutes of hearing David talk, I was like, I saw the light. I mean, it, made, it all made sense to me. And so, yeah, it's exciting to see people like you see these things and be like, oh, I see where that fits in. Maybe I'm going to do that. It, 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 it's pretty neat. Yeah, very exciting. Well, you should definitely come to New Jersey in May for the uh, restorative breathing class. <laughs> we have a couple. Yeah, of yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I was going to go to Ohio and do it. Um, okay. but my wife is in school, uh, and she's going to be a, she's getting done with a, her master's in nurse practitioner, certified nurse midwife. Oh, nice. And the weekend that it, that happens to be in, uh, uh, in, in Ohio is one of the few weekends that we could actually get together. Um, yeah. so like for about the last three months, we see each other in passing a bit. So sorry, Lois, you've been bumped for my wife. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's, that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. And, um, all right, so before we end, um, uh, you know, everything you say is pretty much a tip, but, you know, how about one last tip for some new practitioners? You know, we had a bunch just take the class this past weekend. You know, what, what can you, what can you, what kind of advice can you give for them? Here's what I did. I, I took my book into every session that I did, and I, and I used NKT in every session except for with one client. And I actually, I actually just used it on her just recently, um, and I've had some pretty cool success with her. She's a little resistant to things, but I took my book into every session. That book sat on people's stomach. It sat on their leg. It sat on the table. It sat on the stool. It, and I would say, okay, you have, you have X, Y, and Z wrong. We're going to look. What, okay, so what, is the, what, is the, what does it do? Um, what is the test? Let's test it, see what happens. And I kept that book with me for, honest to God, three months. It, it came into every session with me. Um, and I just told my clients, look, uh, 
Well, I, I can't. I'm going to lie to you if I'm telling if I'm going to tell you what I was doing last week after I took NKT one. Um, if, if what I was doing last week is better than what I could do for you right now, I'd be lying to you. And so having that confidence in my newfound skill and explaining it to my clients a little bit, and I've had clients, some of my clients I've had now for 13, it'll be going on 14 years in November. Wow. So I've built a big relationship with them, but I've also done one thing with them for time. And, right. you know, so just take that book in, communicate to your client or your patient as to why you're doing it, they don't care. As a matter of fact, most of my clients are really excited because now they finally got a chance to give back to me and kind of give back to them as well. But they're taking part in my learning process, and they were really excited about it. Definitely, you know, and I see that too. And, and people also get excited about, you know, being the difficult case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Can't, you can't figure that out? Oh, go, go, go grab your book. See if you can figure it out. Maybe you can write a paper on me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's great, great advice. So practice makes improvement, right? Let them yes, practice. Sir. Practice, I agree, practice as much as you can. As I said earlier in my intro is you just got to do as much as you can do. Just grabbing a muscle here and there, I don't think that that's going to cut it. Maybe for some people, but I just dove head first, and that's what it sounds like you did. And, again, you develop a system. You test maybe three muscles at first. Next thing you're testing four, five. Next yep. thing you know, you're, you, you've got everything down. And once you've got everything down, as you said, you can rely more on your palpation skills, on your experience. I mean, believe me, I spent a couple of days with David, and, you know, patient would come in, he'd get their history, he'd fail some things, and boom, he was right there and he found it pretty quickly. I was, I, you know, immediately I'm wondering, what is he going to do with the other 45 minutes he's with the, his client? Right. Because right, he figured the problem right. out so quick. So, yeah, you, you, you definitely, definitely improve on uh, the skill. So, um, Sean, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I feel like I could, we could keep talking all night long. We could just go through every one of your muscles here. Um, it's yeah, right. A pleasure. So, so thank you so much for, uh, for, for joining me here on Episode 6. Um, any last oh, I, words I, you'd like to say? Yeah, I would like to, I would like to thank you for having me on. Um, I am very humbled that, that when I look at the people that came before me, I mean, Thomas is, you know, Thomas is Thomas. I mean, uh, he's helped me out a ton. I don't know that any of us really would be where, NKT would be where it's at without Perry. Um, Marissa and I actually took level one together. She's helped me out a bunch. Um, you know, uh, Joel's helped me out a bunch, and Joseph has helped me out a bunch. So to kind of follow in those footsteps is very humbling for me. So thank you very much to have, for having me on. This is absolutely a blast. Well, you've been you're an awesome guest, and I appreciate it. And you know, and I agree, man. I'm just I look at the scholars page, and I see some of these people, and I just want to pick their brains. And I mean, there's people I don't know, and I see them post something. I'm like, man, I'm gonna get them on the phone. And I and I got a good lineup coming up. I'm gonna be talking next to Jamie Francis, um, yeah. a physical therapist, uh, Brian Strump, who's a chiropractor who uh, owns a CrossFit in North Carolina, and I actually taught my first Level 1 class down there, so I'm excited. In fact, I'm going to be seeing him and Jamie at Level 2 this weekend in, in New York City, which my uh, another guest I have lined up is, is K2 
Cassie Dooley is lined up, who's actually teaching the level two this weekend. Uh, and sure. then um, I, the, the the person I just asked this morning is Michael uh, Jackson. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but his he's he's just. I mean, I'm sure you've read his posts. I mean, he's right yeah. on with so many things. You know, he just he kind of reminds me of uh, of Joseph a little bit, and, and just yep. some, some some great knowledge. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting inside his brain as well. Um, also, just to a quick note, I'll be teaching uh, uh, NKT Level One in Denver in May. Uh, so if you're out in Denver, make sure you make sure you get to the class. And if you've taken Level One and you're not quite there yet, you're not quite ready to do the certification. You are welcome to retake the class at half the the, uh, the price there. So a, a lot of people have done that, and um, it really um, it really could cement a lot of things for you. Uh, and if you have taken it and you are certified, you're welcome to come assist. I'll be teaching another level one in New Jersey in June. I'm excited to teach my first level two in South Jersey in August. And uh, I'll be teaching, as we just announced, a level one in September in Detroit. Uh, very excited. I've never been there, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming out there. And um, and soon, shortly, I'll be t- announcing that I'll be teaching a class in Arizona, a level one, uh, in October. Uh, and I have some other things lined up as well. And as always, your feedback is appreciated. So feel free to find me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook. Uh, you know, we should all be friends in the NKT community as I see it. Um, also, if you need to email me, you can use my uh, my Hotmail address, Cairo Rehab at Hotmail.com. And uh, so thanks, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, I will see you next time on for episode number seven.